Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Dorney's Vinyl. Here we are, uh, season six, episode five. I can't believe we're already a month into season six. It's this this t- time is just flying so fast. Um, if you're new to this podcast, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. This is a weekly podcast, so every odd-numbered podcast that I do is an album review, such as this one, and every even-numbered podcast that I do is uh, what I call an EP extra podcast. Half of those EPs are games guest-starring my wife, so half of those games... Um, well, actually, no, not half of those games. The most recent game that we did a couple few weeks ago was a rock and roll trivia game, um, and then next week's podcast is going to be a game that I'll talk about a little bit later on. Are at the end of this podcast, and the other half of those are little tip of the EPs are little tidbits of information. Last week's little tidbit of information was the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees, so I talked about that on this podcast episode. Uh, so this is season. Uh, this is episode five. It's an album review, as you can see from the title, Rod Stewart's Footloose and Fancy Free. So what I'll do is I'll talk a little bit about the artist, Rod Stewart. I'll talk a little bit about the album talk about the personnel all that played on the album, and then I will talk about uh, the songs on the album. Take a short little break, and I will give you guys my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score for the second half of this podcast. So the first half is informational, the second half is opinionated. That actually came out better than I thought it was going to come out. Let me get into it. So Rod Stewart, he was born on January 10th, 1945, in Highgate, London, England. He's been an active musician since 1961, so I believe that puts him at 62 years as an active musician, which is incredible. He has sold over 120 million records worldwide. He was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994, and he was also inducted in 2012 with the band Faces. So he's a two-time Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. He was nominated for 15 Grammy Awards, winning once. And he's released 32 studio albums and 147 singles. Of his 32 albums in the U.S., uh, 26 of them charted in the top 40, 16 top 10s, and 4 of them were number 1. And in the U.K., 29 of his 32 albums were top 40, 28 were top 10, and 7 were number 1. In the uh, For his singles then, his 147 singles, in the U.S., he had 34 top 40s, 16 top 10s, and 4 number 1s. And in the UK, he had 51 top 40s, 30 top 10 singles, and 8 number 1 singles. So Rod Stewart has been around a lot. He's released a lot of music, and he's had a lot of charting music. So moving on to the album, Footloose and Fancy Free. It is the 8th studio album that was released by Rod Stewart. So in 1975, Stewart moved to Los Angeles and released his 6th studio album under a new record company. He recorded the album and started a trend of having a, quote, fast side and a slow side. Stewart then released a seventh studio album in 1976. In 1977, Stewart formed his own band, and he called it the very, very original name here, the Rod Stewart Group. Footloose and Fancy Free was released on November 4th, 1977, and it peaked at number two in the U.S. and number three in the U.K., Reviews of the album, I would say that reviews were mixed. So Robert Criscow of The Village Voice, I go to him for any any time that he's done a record review, I go to him. I feel like he was the big name of record reviewers. He rated it a B-, writing, quote, Gosh, what a terrific idea. A concept album about a cocksure rock and roller who cannot love. How'd all those cliches get in there, I wonder. 
I mean, the first side works up a very nice groove, although it'll add nothing to Rod's reputation as a composer or a humanitarian, end quote. And Stephen Thomas Erlewine of All Music rated it two out of five stars, writing retrospectively, quote, Footloose and Fancy Free was a limp effort from an increasingly complacent Rod Stewart, with the exception of the dumb, sleazy hot legs. None of the rockers are discernible from each other, and this time he doesn't have a strong set of ballads to save him, end quote. What a... Wow. And Stephen Thomas Erlewine and All Music, they're usually positive, so I'm surprised that he just absolutely bashed this album. And the album certified three times platinum in the U.S., selling three million certified copies. So the personnel on the album, so the Rod Stewart group includes, of course, Rod Stewart on lead and backing vocals, Gary Granger on guitar and backing vocals, Jim Cregan on guitar and backing vocals, Phil Chen on the bass guitar and backing vocals, Carmen Apice, Carmine Apice, I don't know, on drums and backing vocals, Billy Peak on guitar and backing vocals, and John Barlow Jarvis on keyboards and backing vocals. And then some of the additional musicians on the album includes Fred Tackett, who plays acoustic guitar on track three, Steve Cropper plays guitar, David Foster plays keyboards, Nicky Hopkins plays synthesizer, Roger Bethelme plays drums on track six, Polino DaCosta and Tommy Vig do play percussion, John Mayo does the harmonica on track four, Phil Kenzie plays the saxophone, Richard Green plays the violin. Mark Stein does backing background vocals on track five. And Andy Johns does background vocals. And the album was produced by Tom Dowd. And getting now onto the track listing. So track one is Hot Legs. It was written by Rod Stewart and Gary Granger. It was released as the second single off of the album, peaking at number 28 in the U.S. and number five in the U.K., Billboard Magazine's review of the song reads, quote, Stewart and company pull out all the stops here on this blistering blues rocker that is reminiscent of the Rolling Stones at their best. The screaming, raucous vocal is a decided change of pace for Stewart, who has been scoring high with ballad material, end quote. And Record World's review of the song says, quote, Stewart minds familiar territory on this love me and get lost rocker. His voice and sense of humor are intact, while his L.A. Session All-Star cast lays down a satisfyingly raunchy backup, end quote. Track two is You're Insane, which was written by Stewart and Phil Chen. Track three is You're In My Heart, The Final Acclaim. It was written by Stewart. It was released as the first single off the album, peaking at number four in the U.S. and number three in the U.K. Britt Eklund, who was Stewart's domestic partner at the time, claims that Stewart wrote the song about her, saying, quote, In the middle of the meal, Rod leaned over to me and whispered, I've written a song for you. No one took any notice as Rod softly sang the words into my ear. My eyes filled with tears. It was the loveliest song I had ever heard, end quote. However, Stewart refuted this, saying, quote, It wasn't totally about Brit. The first verse could have been about Liz Treadwell. It could have been about anybody I met in that period. And there were a lot of them. It's a very confused song in a way. It's about a lot more than just women. It's also about my love of soccer. That's why my two favorite teams are mentioned at the end. The chorus is about Scotland. So it ends up being about three women, two football teams, and a country. And the line, you'll be, in, you'll be my breath should I grow old, 
I think that must have been about my mum and dad, end quote. In Record World's review of the song, it says, quote, The countryside of Stewart's tastes is emphasized on his new single, It's Slow, Introspective, The Story of a Relationship Many Should Recognize, end quote. And the single certified gold in the U.S. with one million copies sold. Track four is Born Loose. It was written by Stuart Granger and Jim Cregan. Track five, You Keep Me Hanging On. It was written by Brian Holland, Lamont Dozier, and Eddie Holland. The song was originally recorded in 1966 by the Supremes. Their version peaked at number one in the U.S. and number eight in the U.K. Their version was also ranked number 339 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. Other cover versions of the song include Vanilla Fudge in 1967, Kim Wilde in 1986, and Reba McIntyre in 1995. Track 6 is If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. It was written by Homer Banks, Carl Hampton, and Raymond Jackson. It was originally released as a single in 1972 by Luther Ingram. It peaked at number three in the U.S., that version did. Stewart released the song as his fourth single off the album, and it peaked at number 23 in the U.K. Other notable versions of the song include Millie Jackson, Jackie Burns, Barbara Mandrell, and Rhonda Clark. Track seven is You Got a Nerve, which was written by Stewart and Granger. And track eight, I Was Only Joking, was written by Stewart and Granger, released as the third single off the album, which peaked at number 22 in the U.S. and number 5 in the U.K. Cashbox Magazine's review of the song reads, quote, Rod has, Rod has that ability to laugh at himself and make us love him for it. This third single is a gentle ballad about growing and learning. Acoustic and electric guitar work is clean, end quote. And Billboard Magazine's review of the song says, quote, Again, the distinctive gravel-like voice is in top form interpreting insightful lyrics over a rhythmic, semi-acoustic rock foundation. Good string and mandolin work pace this rock ballad, end quote. That is the conclusion of the informational half of today's podcast. We'll take a short little break here. When I come back, I'll give you guys my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score. So stay tuned for that coming up. Alrighty, back after that short little break, we'll get into my song rankings, my song opinions, and my album score. So, what I do for uh, the song rankings, essentially how I do this part of this half of the podcast. I put the album on my record player, I listen to it from track one to track, in this case, track eight. Um, And so, I just write my kind of, I write opinions of the song as I'm listening to it. And then at the end, I rank them from my least favorite to my favorite, and then I do the album score at the end. So, we'll just start with the song rankings. At number eight, I have If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. Now, before I even get into my opinions, I'm going to say I think this is probably going to be the most surprising and controversial song rankings that I've done. But we'll start with number eight, If Loving You Is Wrong, I Don't Want to Be Right. So, I'm assuming the piano is part of the introduction to this song. However, it also could have been a really good conclusion to the previous song. I don't know where the, the tracks, because it's kind of like track five ends, a little piano was played, ends, and then track six begins. So I don't, I, I think it's the beginning of this song. Both, it's a really good transition, though. Both of his covers on this side so far have been near perfect for his vocal range. He really has made them his own, and he's added his own little, his own flair to them. This definitely has a quote, uh, and uh, let me, let me explain it. 
A music that counts guitar riff after the first chorus. What I mean by a music that counts, so Eddie and the Cruisers 2, there's a scene where they're playing the guitar. I have Wow Factor guitar riffs, and I have music that counts guitar riffs. Uh, he's there. There's two guys. He's trying to teach this, this kid the guitar. He plays a Wow Factor riff, and he's like, "You won't. You'll. You'll be able to. You'll dazzle an audience, but they won't remember your songs. You have to play a music that counts guitar riff. This song has it. A really good piano playing in the background of this song, mixed with a really solid saxophone to end this song. And this kind of reminded me of an Elton John ballad. I know Elton John and Rod Stewart are pretty good friends. It has an Elton John feel to it. My favorite lyrics for this one, If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. If being right means being without you, I'd rather live a wrongdoing life. Track 7, or my number 7, at number 7, I think this is where it's going to get controversial. I have hot legs. I I don't really like this song. It's a vi- I will say, so the song has a very fun start with a quick drum beat and a snazzy guitar. I will say I never noticed that this song has this much of an instrumental opening to it. Usually you just hear it on the radio. Rod has a very recognizable voice. However, on this one, I feel like his voice is almost too quiet. Like, the, the music is almost drowning him out. So, Stuart, he's got a very recognizable voice. I don't know if I like his voice, though. Like, it sounds like he's trying to mix, like, an ACDC rasp with a Steve Perry smoothness, and it just doesn't really work for me. I really like the slowdown in the instrumentals after the second verse and the second chorus. Um... And I feel like you don't get that too much with solo artists sometimes. Sometimes solo artists just sing, and there's really not a lot of instrumentals. This is a catchy song. I will give him that. And my favorite lyrics for this one were, Got a most persuasive tongue. You promise all kinds of fun. But what you don't understand, I'm a working man. At number six, again, I think this is going to be another controversial. You're in my heart, the final acclaim. I like Stewart's vocal in this song. I think he has a good ballad vocal. I also like how this song is slowed down, but I it doesn't really it almost doesn't fit on the album where it is to me. This is I think a really solid song lyrically. All of the good ballads I feel like any any type of ballad any song any ballad needs a good string instrument on it. I have conflicting feelings of this song. On one hand I think it's one of the better ballads of classic rock. On the other hand I feel like it's so repetitive sounding that I almost kind of got tired of it. Although I am glad that they increased the volume and the sound on the last choruses. My favorite lyrics for this one, My love for you is immeasurable, my respect for you immense, your ageless, timeless, lace and fineness, your beauty and elegance. At number five, I have You're Insane. This was a very different instrumental, a very different sounding instrumental from the first track of the song. This is track two, I think. Stewart's vocals are a little bit better on this song, but they're still missing something for me. The background instrumentals for this song are really good too, though. There's so many different sounds on this album, meshing or this song meshing together. It's almost like funk combined with rock combined with pop. The lyrics for this song, I will say they're pretty good too. I feel like this could have potentially been a solid single. Like, yeah, why didn't he release this song as a single? I feel like it would have been pretty good. I feel like both of these songs so far have been a little naughty. Um, and so far the only thing that I haven't heard yet has been a solid wow factor riff. My favorite lyrics for this one, you must be crazy or half insane. Look at your eyeballs, street cocaine. You drink that white rum, you hit the roof. What do you expect? One five one proof. At number four, I have Born Loose. 
I, f I really like that we, he went back to an up-tempo instrumental that has some time to play on this track. I feel like his vocal has improved each song on this side of on on side one side A. I do wonder again, uh, or no, Elton John's gonna get talked about again. I wonder if he borrowed from Elton John or if Elton John borrowed from him with the belly full of beer line in this song. I really hope that this song has a solid wow factor riff in it. I feel like it's leading up to one, so I just don't want to be disappointed. It's had some good guitar sounds so far. And there's a bit of a wow factor riff. Um, and then it, I, I like how it slowly slows down until the song nearly just completely stops. And then there's a rev back up that is just really fun. My favorite lyrics, stand up, shut up, sit down, throw up. All I want to do is sing. Responsibility and fidelity never meant a thing to me. At number three, I have I was only joking. I will say I was somewhat fearful that he was going to end this album with a high-paced song. Just the way that the whole album, like track one, with the ex or side one with the exception of one track was fast, uh, the first three songs on side two were slow, I was fearful that he was going to do something strange. Somehow, though, he was able to go even a little bit slower than the other songs on side two. I just like the pacing of this song. I usually don't like songs that are just like four verses in a block, or four lines in a, in a verse, um... And, and, and I think like the rhyming scheme too is like ABAB, but I, I like this. This might be the closest thing to a wow factor riff on the entire album. Um, it's really getting played out too, which I really like. I like how much slower he gets on the last verse. And he gets quieter too, so that was a really good way to end the album in my opinion. And my favorite lyrics for this one, Promises made in the heat of night, creeping home before it got too light. I wasted all that precious time and blamed it on the wine. At number two, I have You Got a Nerve. We're bringing out all of the stops with an acoustic guitar in the introduction of this song. The tone that he has given to this side of the album has been really good in my opinion. So side two, uh, side two is the, by far the best side. While I did enjoy, well, somewhat enjoyed his faster paced songs, I don't think they fit his style as good as these ones do. Is there a sitar in this song? I, I thought I heard like a sitar playing, and that would have been that would have been interesting. There aren't really any wow factor riffs for for this song, this whole album. They're almost all like the music that counts riffs, which I don't I don't really have an opinion on which ones are better. It just kind of it really just depends on on the song. Does the song need a wow factor riff, or does the song need a music that counts riff? And then ending the song with whistling is just a power move, in my opinion. My favorite lyrics were, you were my life, you were my breath, you were every move I ever made, but recently my opinions changed, the joke's on you, I'm afraid. And then at number one, I think this is going to be somewhat surprising, you keep me hanging on. There's there's just like a really eerie introduction to side two, and, it, and it's just like setting it up for just a fantastic side. Like, I don't know what it is about the eerie introduction, it's just like a couple of synthesizer notes and then just a lot of synthesizer notes. Um, and, and, and this is, you know, this is how I want side twos to start. Like, and then you got a really nice guitar riff. This is a really good vocal by Stewart. I think it might be my favorite of the album so far, and I think overall it was my favorite of his vocals. I didn't realize that this was the song in terms of what song he was covering. Uh, I know this song. I forget, I think, I think it was The Supremes. So I didn't realize that when I saw the title. 
that this is the song that they were talking about. It's a really catchy song, and he really makes it his own on how he kind of changes up the tempo of it. I really like that there's like a, that false ending with the whispered vocals, and then we just get a piano instrumental or a slash solo that moves into a guitar solo, and then another really nice guitar solo comes in at the end of this song. My favorite lyrics for this one, Why do you keep coming around, playing with my heart? Why don't you get out of my life and help me to make a new start? So that is the song rankings. I do fully believe that that was my most uh, kind of backwards song rankings for for an album that I've done. Usually it's the popular songs that are, are in the top at the, the top spots. But this one just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to really say about it other than I, I maybe I'm just weird. I don't know. I liked his side two a lot better than I liked side one. So I'll get into the album score. So what I do for the album score, I rate it on a score out of 10 for lyrics vocals and instrumentals that's what i call the dorney score and that's my opinion so lyrically i gave this one an eight out of ten the songs that i pointed to lyrically you're insane you got a nerve i was only joking vocally i gave this one a seven and a half it, it some songs definitely would have been more but at the same time some songs definitely uh would have been less so i gave this one a seven and a half pointing to you're in my heart you keep me hanging on and if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Those are the ones that I pointed to uh, for vocals. And then instrumentally, I gave it a seven and a half. Hot Legs, Born Loose, and You Keep Me Hanging On had instrumentals that I think were, were really good. I then give it a score out of 10 based off of where it charted in the U.S. and the U.K. So it was number two in the U.S., so that earns nine points. And I was number three in the U.K., so that also earns nine points. And then I also give it a score out of 10 based off of where its singles charted in the U.S. So it had a number 4 single, which earns 4 points, a number 22 single, which earns 1 point, and a number 28 single, which also earns 1 point. So total, that earns it 6 points. It can get a max out of 10. So 6 out of 10 points in the singles. And then lastly, I give it a score out of 10 in an album cover. I gave this one a 7.5. It's just a picture of Rod Stewart, essentially. So when you add all of that together, the Dorney score gets multiplied by 2. Add all of it together, a score out of 100. Rod Stewart's Footloose and Fancy Free scored a 77.5 out of 100. So um, that's a pretty... Uh, that's uh, that's a, Honestly, it's about an average score. I actually... I'm interested to see what my average score is. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll add that to the Season 6 finale. we got a long ways to go for that, though. What the average score that I've given an album is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate it so, so much. Um, if, if you're new to this, you can subscribe. Spotify, I think, is the main way to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, however else you listen to this podcast, subscribe to me. If you're not already, go follow me on Instagram at Dorney's Vinyl. I know we are in the first weekend of, or the first Monday of October here. Um, but but uh, the voting for season seven is going to be coming just around the corner. We're three months away from that. And that'll be here before you know it. The first month of this podcast flew by. And if you're interested in expanding your record collection, starting your record collection, I got some 33s and 45s for sale on an eBay store at Dorney's Vinyl. Um, so go check that out. That'll be... Uh, I, got, I got like 350 listings or so up there. Next week's podcast is going to be a game, an EP, guest starring my wife. That is going to be a game of synonymous albums. That is the third time that we're doing that. Essentially, I am taking albums from my record collection and changing the main words to be synonyms, to, to their synonyms. So, for example, I don't know if I can think of an example off the top of my head. Rumors, 
rumors might be something like um, gossip, gossips, and then you got you know it's rumors. That's how the, that's how uh, that's how it works. My my wife will be guess, taking guesses at that, and that's always fun to watch. That's all I got. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys next week.